let me begin, since we uh, were reading an article last night, sometimes it's powerful to quote that even in the Umas element I think it's outrageous, so there's one more article that came to my mind that I remember I had received from Dr. Ginsburg, that's Mordechai, here with us, we'll hear the shir tomorrow morning, and this was from about four months ago, and it was written by somebody who apparently is a conservative, Baruch Hashem. Uh, it's as frightening as the article before, the article before was focusing on one particular case, which was horrific. He is talking about a reaction that the liberal press had to a chizik that they made in the government, that they were opening up a, a new office called the Conscious of Religious Freedom Division, and they're going to enforce medical conscience, meaning the freedom of doctors and nurses and medical practitioners to not do certain things like a polo zuber and things that might border on uh, euthanasia and the like, and things that they feel are morally wrong or religiously wrong. Now you'll ask, why they have to create an office like this? It's a free country. So, hence the article. Let me just read to you three paragraphs, so we'll just sum up in two minutes what we're up against. The screaming was so loud, you would have thought that the Trump administration had overturned Roe versus Wade. That was the famous case with uh, the Apollo Silver issue, I believe. That wasn't a euthanasia, that was Apollo Silver. It hadn't, of course, but it had directed needed attention to the existing legal protection, they weren't machadish anything, that allows doctors and nurses to refuse to participate in abortion without fear of firing or other job sanctions. Unfortunately, legally, even if you create 100 offices, you can't protect against the bias of the liberal camp in all these hospitals that will certainly prevent them from upward mobility. It's a problem because you can't prove these things. But at least they're working out something to put in force something that already was in force, but to anchor it that at least they have a piss and pet. That's really what they're saying. This protection is sometimes called medical conscious rights. The occasion for the uproars. After they did that, there was a whole hullabaloo. Department of Health and Human Services announced its intention to create a new Office of Conscious Religious Freedom and the HHS Office for Civil Rights to enforce medical conscience. It's worth noting this proposed action will not change the law. It will revitalize enforcement efforts after years of the Obama administration's hostility toward religious liberty generally and medical conscience rights specifically. Now, this is not only... This is... We were discussing yesterday and the day before the downward pressure directly exerted on the patients and the patient's family. And it starts immediately, often before they even say, hello, how are you? It's up. Here's a DNR, here's a DNI, here's this, he's oh, he looks terrible. This is it's not going not gonna to last. Not, the, the pressure starts, it's getting worse and worse. And that's, they know that people are coming for Tomo Leilainu and uh, they don't know too much. That's one problem, the main problem. But the issue over here is that the doctors and nurses who actually went to medical school and went to nursing school to do the right thing, and then they're being pressured to do the wrong thing. And the law is they can't be pressured, but it was ignored by liberal, uh, liberal administrations before, and they're trying to be machazigit. Indeed, the newly created enforcement office will put medical employers on notice the current administration considers medical conscious rights to be fundamental. 
in a country with a long and venerable history of honoring conscientious objection and protecting the free rights of religion, one would think this step would be met by applause. Well, nothing in this country, if you notice, the last couple of years especially is met with applause. In either direction, certainly not in this direction. But for some, it was akin to a declaration of social war. Yaakov, we were discussing this. That's really what's going on over here. This is, it's a religious war, a social war, both um, the medical fallout is one of the many casualties. Massachusetts Medical Society, which is frightening because they got a lot of hospitals up there, sniffed in opposition, and they write in quotes, as physicians, this is liberal, liberal doctors, we have an obligation to ensure patients are treated with dignity, that's their code word, let them die, like, why are you interfering, while accessing and receiving the best possible care to meet their clinical needs. Not surprisingly, the New York Times is equally condemning. The White House puts the Bible before the Hippocratic Oath. Now, this, is, this line is particularly erroneous. Uh, that's a nice word. The White House puts the Bible before the Hippocratic Oath. So I'll read you a copy of the part of that oath that's Nagea. He starts the article with it. He helped me out. I knew that something was rotten in Denmark. Uh, quote, I will use treatment to help the sick according to my ability and judgment, but never with a view to, of injury and wrongdoing. Neither will I administer a poison to anyone when asked to do so. That's euthanasia. Nor will I suggest such a course. Similarly, I will not give a, to a woman a pessary to cause abortion. I don't know which oath they're referring to. There must have been another philosopher by that name, philosopher doctor. I'm not exactly sure. But lying was never... Um, Never out of the purview of those who want to push a point. So, the article is an excellent, uh, excellent article, and he says that they're just trying to enforce what is already supposed to be the law. It's just getting very difficult. So, this is from February. But uh, since then, other countries have voted on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's getting worse. So, this is not. This is not slowly evolving. This is. Look, it's not a very positive sign where one of the very famous religious leaders um, in the world early on in the year gave some uh, comments that could be construed, not misconstrued, as giving a pass to things that the terror calls Taiva, things like that. that. That's like a bad. You say, what does that have to do with us? Well, that further pollutes the atmosphere and downgrades, and this is a, this is a problem. So... It's a social war, religious war, whatever you want to call it, but uh, it's uh, a good sign the Gullus is ending soon, we hope. Okay, let's go back to the Keep It Up Aim issue, the Shaila we raised last night on page two of your Chaim HaKadosh. Chaim is asking why Yesav Atzadi didn't send a message to Yaakovinu to let him know he's alive and well. Well, the first part, he was an Eved, maybe he couldn't and maybe he wasn't so well because he was still an Eved, but when he became Viceroy, why not? So he suggested perhaps it was still dangerous, the brothers would find out and try to get rid of him due to the pending klala they felt would certainly be coming, and the Bizianis. And he quotes the Gemara Baruchas, also Gemara and Saita, Mutosh Adam Even if they wouldn't kill him, Yesav had a separate calculation, and this is what I find to be a fascinating Chiddush. Chaim actually contemplates one of his Mahalchim, that Yosef made a conscious decision not to 
embarrass the brothers in front of Yaakov Avinu, Yitzhak Avinu, and their families by having to admit the truth. And as the Gemara says, one should rather throw themselves into a furnace than do that. I'll show you the Gemara first before we continue with the Archaim The Gemara is on page three of your copy. I'm looking at the one in Saita in the middle of the Amud. There's a bracket. Because she just sent the message, but she didn't want to say it. And if Yaakovina, who was the dying, wouldn't admit it, she is going to her death. So the obvious word that catches your eye is a nice thing. So the Ramam doesn't bring down the whole din. And the Ramam is probably the Shitasa, because the Ramam holds when it comes to Yahar Vayavra, either Yemachuyev or it's Asr, it's suicide. There's no nice option, can't be Machmer. So the Ramam doesn't bring down the whole din. Yelzeon Pascha like it. Not even as an option. Taisus asks the Kashas, do many other Rishainim? Top Taisus. Noyach Lodim Shiapos Asmas Akivshin Eish. Tumber Perik Azov, Kal Yardin, Legehenim, Odin Chutz Mishlesha, Chabmenayam, Mabam, Pene Chabayar, Barabim. This is considered uh, from the Averis Chamuris. Vayemer Nami, Noyach Lodim Shiyivol, Safagesh, Zish, Vayab, Pene Chabayar, Barabim, and Olami David. David had many enemies, Daig, first and foremost, and he always managed to bring up the Maisa Basheva, no matter what they were discussing even if they're discussing Oksin and Ayolis. And David, and he did it to embarrass David, and David said, well, because the get was given, it wasn't given before, and she wasn't, she wasn't, he was coming back at the end, what the mechanism was before they went to battle, but it's a worse at the time, and to Malbin Echaber Barabim is Avad, and it's far worse. Nira, so Tesis says, if that's all true and it has such a, a severity in the level of this Avera that you have to sacrifice your life. Why isn't it listed in the Gimel Averis? Chamiris. Nira haid lo chashu le bahad the Gimel Averis she'ein aindu b'nei b'kuch nefesh avazchad m'gil rayas and shvichas damim mishum da Averis halvanus panam eina mifurreshes b'teira It's almost mifurish once you see the raya from Tamar but it's not a pasuk and it's kind of not teira by Tamar. V'lo nokat el Averis ha-mifurreshes other Rishayim learn what? Yes, other Rishayim learns on the Shvichas Damim because the blood is leaving his face. That's why it's turning white. It has to be a level where he's mamish, uh, not just a little little red. He's actually red and then turning white, or white and then turning red. And uh, it's Bizyanish and Kamo, and then it's akin to Ritzicha. The uh, Shari Chuva brings down as another Rishayim that it's. Actually, however, as Taisus seems to be assuming is a shaila with Maskana Taisus. Is it that it's not Mefurish and therefore it's not Mamash Havayavra? It's just Nayach. Shitas Taisus says you can be Machmer when it comes to Havayavra, not like the Ramam? Or does it mean no? It's, it's Mamash Havayavra. It doesn't make the dig from Nayach. It's just not listed. It's not Mefurish. Or it's, the other Bishayim say it's under Shvichas Damin. David wouldn't have said Nayach Yes, it sounds like, well, you know, in that heated exchange, he was trying to put Doig in his place, and he says, look, you think he's a tzaddik, uh, if you have Musa to give, you know, this is not the appropriate for him, even if I was wrong and I hadn't done Shuba. And wasn't, it wasn't wrong, Lamaisa, she wasn't an Ish. It looked good, and he did Shuba anyway. Then he got Saraz, but Doig didn't care. So he was pointing out that what you're doing is far yeah. worse, because whatever shot you take, Nayach, it's a Chiv, it's not a Chiv. The Gemara says, it's a Keilu, you should throw yourself in a furnace. So it's. It's pretty bad. Uh, yes, in terms of the exact halacha, suffocation, each would be suffocation, and this, uh, and this, if it weren't a din, would be lower. Yes, because it's not, one of the big three. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it, yeah, it makes a difference, and it does fit in, which is why Tesis brings it. And it sounds like Tesis is saying that it is actually a not just a, a volunteer. 
Uh, the backdrop here is the Chaim HaKadr says, Yesem if I mentioned this earlier, and now you'll say I mentioned it earlier, you can't mention it at all. So I mentioned at the beginning, there are Rishayim that hold that Yaakovino never found out. The Chaim HaKadr is not one of them, I'll show you that soon. He never found out, and every time he wanted to talk to Yaakovino, we met him once, Yaakovino said, Shema, a warm embrace, and he said, I never imagined I would see you, and now I can die, and Baruch Hashem, he didn't die, he lived another 17 years, the best years of his life, but Yaakov never stayed around to talk, because he was afraid to ask him, so how did you get here? And the Rechaim HaKadosh, it's hard to imagine, this is a viable shot in Hashem, it's hard to imagine the Rechaim HaKadosh will say, it's hard to believe. But he never asked him, he never, it's an important, it's not schmoozing, it's an important fact. But he was assuming that even if he had to tell him later, I'm reading this into what the Aruch HaMikosh is going to say, then by that time it would be clear, and all's well that ends well, and you have to come down, and now we're going to have her do it at the right time, and you're not going to come down in chains, and there was a punishment for 22 years, and everybody's going to understand, so he's not going to be Makal them, and they're not going to be as embarrassed. And therefore he waited. The question is, well, how can you put a father through that and save your brothers and Busha? I told you I don't have a great answer to this possibility that Archaim Akadosh holds it's a real possibility. My only possible explanation is that if it's so clear to you this is the din like Tesis or Achumram perhaps, and you feel your father would want to do it this way and he would agree with you if he knew, then it would be mutter. So it's kind of hard to... Uh... Yeah. Yeah, he didn't. He had to go out of his way to send the message, and he wasn't sure. And he thinks that, oh, this is terrible. Be them, and they're going to be getting clothes and never going to live this down. And as tough as this is for my father, these are his children also. And if he would be here, and I'd ask him the shayla, which he obviously couldn't, because it was him and it was about him, he would say, yeah, yeah, don't put your brothers through this. That's quite a quite a chiddush. I said, his father was suffering, and I want to add an obvious point, and that is, they caused this. Now you'll say, well, Yehuda also caused this. It was his fault. Okay, Yehuda, whatever he did was mutter before Martin Perez. He didn't do anything wrong. Here, they did something wrong. They kidnapped him, threw him into a bar, and they sold him. So the chiddush, agave chiddush over here, is the whole cheshman's a chiddush. Like, how can you put the father's pain and suffering Ahead of the brothers, I'm just adding, especially they're the ones who triggered the whole scenario and caused the whole problem in the first place. So why do you have to worry about their covenant at this point? So you say, well, you also caused this problem. The answer is, yeah, but there he was an unwitting customer. He didn't really think that this was his daughter-in-law. So he was a shege. This wasn't a shege. It was a shege because they thought this is the psalm that Hashem wanted, but it's a shege curve lamezid. So even with my pshat, we're leaving room according to Zorah Chaim that you have to sometimes try to figure out what the parent would want, and uh, if they can't be asked, because it's obvious they can't be asked in that scenario, you have to try to figure it out, but it's caused a lot of collateral damage, even though all's well that ends well in Hashem HaDuch Hashem. It's a tremendous chedish, let's keep it up Yes? Is saying that um, his was that Not only that pain, that's another thing that would balance the scales in Yasef's direction. Before you get to that, it's that there's a din, there's a Gemara in Saita, the embarrassed people, uh, it's a terrible thing. And therefore, if I have to choose between 
the pain of ten brothers in front of their family, parents, grandparents, and having to live it down versus my father's pain and not knowing right now what happened, my father would agree that I shouldn't cause him this busha. Now, what's he waiting for? I tried to answer that before. I don't think he knew, but he said, right now I have no heter. So Sheval Tasa happens to be the Alchemitash alludes to this that if all is well, then ends well, it'll be less embarrassing for them. And he's, the Alchem himself holds that Yaakovina did find out. Other Rishayim almost take a step further and say, he never told him, because he was still afraid they'd be embarrassed. So, it's a fascinating uh, sock. Yes? This what? No, not the extra pain. No, no. That, that your, that's your point, which is a good point. I think it's an added point that went into this decision. It's a separate point, and maybe that this is, this is really the reason that, that he would have caused pain, and we could cause pain if it doesn't cause a double pain to the uh, Interesting. That's a very good point. The Archim doesn't mention your Cheshmer. All he quotes is the Gemara Brach, which is the Gemara Inside. So, so it's almost interesting. I think your point helps us understand Yasef's decision not to do anything right now more palatable. <laughs> Um, but the Archim just man, maybe it's implicit, maybe that part was push it. The problem is, what did he think when Yaakov will find that he'll have the same pain? So, so Archim's answer that the shame was mitigated by the fact that, well, all's well, but as well, and Hashem uh, clearly, Hashem has stubborn, which he kept telling the brothers. As soon as they were horrified, he said, no, 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 Hashem Shlachani, I'm going to save you, this is Gavaldik. So that was to mollify them and to feel better, and that was obviously, according to the Archim, Yaakov did find out, and when they all explained, they said, yeah, it was. Pretty bad for a while, but everything's fine, therefore he'll be less embarrassed, and then he'll be less angry. It would take care of that also. But Archaim doesn't mention it, which is interesting. Yes, Raghi? Could, could we say it um, similar to Yitzhak? I mean, he knew, but he didn't say because Hashem didn't tell Yaakov. Yeah, so somebody asked me, I think it was you after the Shir, somebody asked me, well, that was a Chayrim. Why doesn't he, you kick? That's the, answer. That's the other answer given to the Shai. Everybody asked the Shai. Why didn't he say anything? There was a Chayrim. Well, I, this is real Nister. This is real Kabbalah. I haven't figured out, not Akihuzeh, what this Kharim is all about. Everybody quotes it. You're doing something wrong. You're doing a crime. And then you make a Kharim. And Mishtatav Akash Baruch in the Kharim. Again, these are the Shiftei Kos. So these are, you see them at Drega. They were able to do this. And they were so ashamed Shemayim when they did it, which they were. They say, it's a very diff. We had this before. We got Esau. We got Yishmael. And I got somebody trying to, they had it all figured out. And there's a Psach. And there's a Basedim. Uh, but they were nervous. Yaakovina shouldn't be Makalim. He's not going to understand. So they said, nobody can say a word. We're putting everybody in Kharim. So Akash Baruch can't come and say anything to Yaakovina, which he didn't. And Yitzchak Avinu can't say anything, even though he knew. And Yosef can't say anything either. So someone said that was the answer. He included in the Chayim. It's a great. That's a great way to do things. If you want to do something and you feel you're right, that's that, yeah. But that's uh, whatever that means. But some say Yosef knew about the Chayim and he didn't say anything. It's, and then when he told them, then they went home and he said, "Okay, now I guess everybody's mocked as a Chayim, so you can go home." Is that but a fact that's, that's uh, a Chayim that I can't have hmm? revenge to see that also? Uh, the fact is that uh, Yaakovina was very sad. You can't rule Cheshvan, you're sad. So, yeah, after, but Akash Baruch was still good of... Afterwards, after, not was necessary afterwards. After, afterwards, afterwards, they just came home and everything was fine. Again, we have Kasha over here. Part, part of Why did he say anything for 22 years? That's the no, Kasha no, we're working part on. Part of Kasha was, did he... Did, uh, what did Yaakov think happened afterwards? Afterwards, right. That's so a different shot. Afterwards, he had the Rukh because of some Kavitur time. 
Yeah, Rashi, if you look at Rashi in the Brochus in Parsons Vayechi, every Brochus alluding to Mitera Pani Elisa, and you didn't, you saved him. All the Rashi's alluding to Rashi sounds like he holds that Yaakovinu figured it out. Question is, we're not exactly sure how much he didn't figure out in the first place. Uh, yeah, he knew there was some contention, not, not as much as he, there really was, and then he didn't come home, and then they said they found this and that blood on it, and I, I'm not convinced Yaakovinu didn't have a Shash in the first place. But Shaiwiz, uh, what, what percentage of the possibility was that in his mind? Let's continue with Arachayim HaKadosh. He develops it a bit further. It's a fascinating shtickle. On page two again. Uh, the bottom paragraph. Vagam Shamuzal. Shiyod Ha'achara of Lamitzrayim. Levdaisa V'dami Mikarim. See, mentioned before, Yes was afraid to say something because they might try to kill him. Ah, but the Medrash says they went down, they decided, we're going down the time already, let's bring a lot of money and we'll find him. They had a feeling he was down there and that's what the slave trade was and they're going to be paid him whatever it cost. So he says, yeah, that's different. It's not a riot, they wouldn't kill him. That's if they go to be paid him. If they went out of the way to get him, he would like them because they did something. But if they're just caught, if the cat's out of the bag and they're just caught, then they're going to say, no, yes, he still hates us, so we've got to get rid of him. And they might come to kill him, and that's his first shot why he didn't send the message. They'll get together. Even when they came down and he met them, it's still dangerous because they might kill him on the spot because they're going to think that he's going to say something. And then he slowly drew them into the conversation, so to speak, so that when he presents it, they're going to believe him that he really forgave them. I'll explain to them it was all my Hashem and I'm clearly the Shliach. I'm happy to be the Shliach to help you and support you and feed you. As we mentioned before, and that's going to mitigate the Busha. At that point, Yaakovina will understand also that everything ended up as planned. Hashem sent me. And he says at the bottom there that even Hashem had to still protect him when he first had a new Yosef and Gabriel had to push him all in the corner because they wanted to kill him then. Go to the next page. Actually, we're out of time, so we'll finish up the last piece. Uh, Mr. Shem tomorrow night.